0: Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen and savages alike. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording as always from NGC Studios here in South Florida. And I want to thank you so very much for joining me uh, for today's edition of the podcast. Whenever you're listening in the past, present, future hour. Uh, A big shout out to my friend uh, Wolfgang James as well, who has graciously provided uh, us with that uh, intro track that you're hearing right now. Let's take a listen to that more. Yeah, so that's my friend uh, Wolfgang uh, James. He uh, does great work with uh, bass and guitars. Very talented, and he just uh, offered to let me use that kind of instrumental jam that he made. So, uh, anyway, thanks Wolfgang, very cool. Alright folks, uh, and we may be using that for the Thursday uh, you know, podcast from now on kind of differ the, uh, you know, the political show from the, uh, the, you know, the other, uh, episodes as it may be. So, uh, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's Thursday. We're here for, uh, you know, pop culture and, uh, you know, other talk, let's say. And, uh, this week is officially the week, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the episode that you've been waiting for for a while and I've been waiting for for a while is here. Or at least one of them is uh, here. So uh, earlier this week, folks, I uh, said that I wasn't going to be reviewing Disney Plus until next week uh, because on Tuesday the... Uh, you know, on Tuesday, for those who don't know, for those of you have been living under rock, uh Disney Plus, which is the new uh on demand uh you know, content streaming service from Disney officially launched. And uh Tuesday it was really buggy uh for a lot of people. Uh obviously because everyone and their mother was trying to get uh signed up and on to use the service. So, the first day or so, it was really buggy, um, but I signed up the day after on Wednesday, and I had no problems signing up, um, and, uh, last night, my, uh, my mom and I actually, we watched together, and, uh, we watched the first episode of The Mandalorian in the Star Wars, uh, You know, section, and then uh, we actually wound up watching uh, two films out of the uh, Pixar library. We watched uh, Toy Story 3 and uh, then Cars. She had never seen the original Cars, uh, so, and she's also a bit of a gearhead, so, uh, you know, I figured that might be you know, fun for her to watch and she enjoyed it. Uh you know, not a big fan of the uh other two uh sequels to cars. They're not terrible, but they're not as good as the first one. I don't you know, I don't think. Um but, you know, I wanna review the service, kind of go over what you get, um because that's what a lot of you guys uh, you know, obviously have been waiting for, and, that, and what I've been waiting for. We've all been waiting for, you know, Disney Plus to come out, and now it's here, I want to review it a little bit. So, uh, here's how this is going to go. Uh, I'm actually going to do the review in three episodes, broken up. So, uh, this first episode, I'm doing kind of the review of Disney Plus. This is a uh, an initial impressions episode. Uh, you know, the service just launched this week, it's not even a full week old, and so this is, you know, an initial impressions, uh, review episode. You know, I'm gonna be going over what we get, uh, what my impressions of it have been over the past, you know, really 24 hours or so, since that's really all I've had it for, or less than that even, um... And then I was actually, you know, I was talking with my mom about about this. I don't, I don't really consult with other people, uh, you know, when doing this, sh- undoing the show. But you know, she's always been supportive of my, you know, podcast endeavor. Uh, you know, God bless her for that. You know, alongside many other things, and just being a terrific mother. But she suggested uh, that I do this initial review and then uh, maybe do, like, a part two, you know, interview and maybe, like, you know, three months from now or a month from now, you know, as more content gets added. Kind of, like, a secondary impression, you know, and then maybe do, like, a third episode once the service, you know. So at some point in 2020, I'll probably do, like, a review of Disney Plus again, kind of explaining, you know, overall, what do I think of the service so far? And who knows, this time next year, once the once the service is full years old, is a full year old, I might do like another review. It kind of like how YouTubers do that with uh, you know, iPhones sometimes, if you've ever watched like any of the any of, like, the, uh, you know, iPhone or Apple-centered, you know, tech channels on YouTube, they'll do that a lot with, uh, you know, iPhones or game consoles, you know, where they'll review it, you know, when it initially comes out, and then they'll do, like, a second review, like, a few months down the line, and then they'll do, like, a third review, you know, like, a full year later, um... So, I may be, you know, I may be doing this continuously. So, think of this as part one in a, uh, a series of reviews. So, uh, that's how we're going to do this. Um, anyway, I want to uh, actually go back, first off, uh, kind of what my expectations were of the service... You know, uh, when it was announced, when it was first announced, uh, I I have to be honest, folks, I wasn't really excited. Um, when I first heard that Disney Plus was going to be a thing, I wasn't really, I wasn't really excited, but I was more just curious, and I was kind of apprehensive about it because after i after i read um you know what what it was going to be and that they were going to be including you know disney pixar uh you know marvel and uh you know the star wars universe and i i you know i think since then since it was initially announced they acquired fox and national geographic but long story short my concern was initially, I was like, I was thinking, okay, they're going to add all this content. So it's going to be like $120 a year or something like that. And there's no way I'm going to pay for for that if it's like $150 a year. That's just way too much. I, I, I figured with all that content, you know, spanning across like multiple franchises, that they were really going to milk, you know, this thing and really jack up the price. Um, so because of that, I had initially decided not to get too excited about it. You know, you know what I mean. Kind of save, uh, you know, some disappointment. Uh, it was actually uh, about. Two months ago or so, now seven weeks ago, when my friend, uh, when my friends Jason and Tate of the uh on tap podcast, and I know I shout them out an awful lot, but again, shout out to uh Jason Tate and Andrew who I haven't met yet, but I uh hope to chat with him, uh, you know, here in the near future. Uh the first episode of the podcast on Tap from seven weeks ago, they actually went over um what their expectations were for uh you know, Disney Plus, specifically as it relates to Marvel and uh because Jason's a big Marvel guy and so am I, and I'll get to that uh you know, here on the podcast too. Uh but you know, in their in their initial like what they you know, in the in their first episode when they initially previewed Disney Plus, they actually brought up the fact and revealed to me at least that the service was going to be like seven ninety nine a month or, you know, sixty nine dollars a year, which when I when I read that I went online and uh, I looked up, you know, to see what it was and I was actually blown away to see that, that it was in fact sixty nine dollars for all that content. So that right there is a game changer. You're getting Star Wars, uh, you know, Marvel, Disney, uh, Pixar, Net Geographic, and some Fox, uh, you know, content. Uh as well, all for just sixty nine dollars a year, which If you were to add up like the cost of like buying or renting, you know, all the content from each of those uh, properties and franchises individually, well, it would probably be be close to like a couple hundred and maybe even like a thousand dollars a year or or something like that if you were to buy all that content separately. But the fact that they've bundled that for one low price of sixteen nine dollars is pretty good, I think, so that um you know so that was my main apprehension at first, uh and really my own apprehension, but once you know it once the price point got announced, I actually got excited now, also referring to uh Jason and Tate and the on tap guys and Jason specifically um. Jason's been going back and listening to my, uh, old archive of the Whitfield report. And, uh, I know this because he sent me a text like a week ago or so, um, saying that, okay, so a few, so about like, I don't know, three, four months ago, no, more than that. Probably like a year ago now, maybe even a year and a half ago now. I, when I started doing the, uh, you know, Thursday like culture critique episodes, I um, I did an episode where I, uh, where I critiqued uh, Marvel. And I said that well, I liked uh, Marvel a lot, and and again, folks, I do. I'm I'm a Marvel, I'm a Marvel guy. I like Marvel and DC, but uh, you know, I, I I grew up reading Marvel comics, like primarily. Um, you know, I grew up with uh, you know Spider Man, the the X Men, and you know the the Avengers, and all those guys. Like I was into Marvel comics before uh the MCU and in fact like the first time I went into New York City when I was in first grade, and this was like right around nine eleven. the reason why I wanted to go to New to New York City, and uh, you know, this was typical six year old boy behavior I guess. So I wanted to go to New York City because Spider Man lived, you know, in New York City. And so did all the other superheroes I, I love. I loved, you know, so six-year-old me wanted to see New York City because, you know, that's where his favorite superheroes all loved. Go figure. Um, So, you know, I've been a Marvel fan for years. I've talked, you know, before on this show about my uh, comic book, you know, fandom, some of the stories that have really impacted me uh, on a personal level in my life and, uh, you know, kind of helped me through some growing pains, you know, in my life when I was a teenager. Um, You know, and I've also loved the MCU and watching that develop and grow. But as I noted last year in the podcast, and Jason gave me shit for saying this, and maybe rightfully so now, but one of the one of the complaints I had always had about the MCU once it started going gangbusters was that Marvel was putting out too much content. And Jason actually text texted me like a few weeks ago and said I so I, I heard your uh, you know podcast where you said Marvel puts out too much content and I'm now crying. And he he sent me the sad, uh, emoji, you know, so that was pretty funny. But I believe what I was referring to and what my initial concern was, um, for those of us who have, you know, watched the, uh, you know, MCU movies in their entirety for the past, um, you know, couple years, um... You know, Marvel has threaded a very, uh, you know, in-depth and complex, you know, web together starting at phase one in the, you know, late 2000s when the universe started. We got phase two, phase three, Uh, you know, and now we just finished phase four with, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. And, uh, you know, the first decade of the MCU. And now I guess we're. We're. we're at, no, wait. We finished phase three or we're heading into phase four. And we finished phase four and now we're heading into phase five, I think. One of those two. But either way, it's been a decade. Um, one of the things I was concerned about because I'd actually noticed this was, um, okay, so my parents, right, um, when I was a kid, they took me to see, like, the first few, you know, Iron Man movies and the first Captain America movies, but then as I got older, you know, in, in high school and started, you know, going out with my friends to see the movies, you know, they weren't watching the Marvel movies as much, right? And so, um when Avengers uh, Infinity War came out, I remember I, I, rent, I, I re-rented it before Endgame, and I watched it with my mom, and she didn't like it, because she felt that uh, she was like really confused, you know, as to like you know what events had happened because there were lots of like Marvel movies that she hadn't seen, uh, you know, and so. And same with my dad. my My dad was even even worse because, uh, my dad, my dad has uh, two little girls by his second marriage, right, and so, you know, he, uh, he hasn't exactly been, uh, watching Marvel stuff, per se, you know, uh, all of, you know, all of the content, he's been stuck watching, uh, you know, his princesses and, you know, uh, little girl stuff, which, you know, when you're a dad and you have daughters, that's what you've got to do, um, but he hadn't been watching the Marvel movies either, so you know, I guess he actually rented uh, Infinity War, or or no, it wasn't just that. It was he rented Infinity War, and then also, when I was back in Denver visiting him, uh, I think two two uh, you know uh, summers ago now. We had gone to see uh, Spider Man Homecoming, and again that had uh, you know referenced a whole bunch of Marvel movies that he had not seen. So because of that he didn't enjoy the you know it as much, and neither did my mom with uh, you know uh, Infinity War. So I began to realize that Marvel was putting out the reason I said that Marvel was putting out too much content was. It's very hard for the lay, you know, unless you're like really into the MCU, right? Unless you're super into the MCU, it's very hard for casual moviegoers to really get into the storylines of some of these uh, Marvel movies because they all reference each other so much. And if you're. If you're really not caught up on the entirety of the MCU at least from my observation, um you're going to be lost at, at this point, um, you know, in in the franchise. So you know, that's been my biggest critique of uh the MCU is yeah, they've done a great job of uh You know world building. uh, You know better than anyone thought possible, but you know up until a week ago, it was very it was very inaccessible for you know only casual moviegoers. Well, now with uh, you know Disney Plus, you know Marvel people can just go in and watch all the Marvel movies and get caught up, uh, you know, unlimited. So there's no excuse now not to really be able to get into the universe, even if if you're a casual watcher. And I had initially said that one of my hopes for, you know, Marvel was that they would do that, you know, for Disney+, and they've done that so far. So, you know... So Disney must have listened to my podcast where I said they were putting out, you know, too much content would that would overwhelm casual viewers and they listened. Uh, you know, and they addressed that with Disney Plus. So I'm happy. Uh, you know, and plus, I mean I don't own all the uh movies either, but it's uh you know it's uh it's nice to be able to stream all of them now, and not have to worry about, you know, where did I put my disc? You know, and or am I, you know, do I have a complete set or am I missing a Marvel movie? Um, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I know that they're going to be developing original series too, um, and whatnot. My only, my only complaint, and it's not really even something having to do with, uh, you know, Marvel and Disney. But I am sad that we're not getting like season four of Daredevil or, uh, you know, season three of The Punisher. Uh, Those were those were Netflix shows back when uh, Marvel was, uh, you know, partnering up with Netflix. I really enjoyed those shows. They're still on Netflix. And for any of you who haven't checked out, you know, Daredevil or The Punisher, Jessica Jones, those are all really good series. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend them. But I'm sad that we're not getting, uh, you know, those shows added into the MCU because those are terrific shows. And I think those would be, you know, great on the, you know, Disney platform. But again, uh, you know, Disney doesn't have the rights to those yet. Um, You know, so it may be a while, you know, before Daredevil is fully in the uh, MCU again. But, um, you know, it's a bummer that we're missing those shows, uh, from Disney plus Marvel. Uh, but it's also one of the plus sizes that we now also have like all the old Spider-Man cartoons from the, uh, you know, nineties and, uh, you know, early two thousands, even going back to like the seventies and the sixties, uh. You know, we have those. We have uh the Fantastic Four animated series. Basically all the you know, all of like the cartoons that I grew up with as a kid, you know, in the Marvel uh you know, universe, we have those. So that's pretty cool. Um although you can really tell that they're you know, nineties cartoons, uh because they're not optimized at all for high-definition. Um, and, you know, it, you can tell if you're watching on, like, a high-definition TV. Um, but, you know, it's nostalgic, so it's still pretty cool. Um, basically, you know, uh, I think Marvel's off to a really strong start with their section. Um Now, Star Wars. Let's move on to Star Wars. Um, First off, I think it should be said that the fact that we can now stream all uh, seven Star Wars movies, excluding, uh, you know, The Last Jedi, which I think is still streaming on Netflix. Is uh you know pretty incredible that we can watch you know the Star Wars movies anytime and uh, from any device. That's incredible. Um, that it's part of that service. Uh, there were people who were like, "What? When are you gonna buy the uh, the iTunes you know version of the uh, of the Star Wars trilogy? It's a hundred bucks. That way you can have on on your uh, iPad pad and." your iPhone for like trips and you know but I knew that they were going to be uh you know coming out with that they were probably going to be adding all those movies onto Disney Plus so I I decided to save my money and uh, I'm glad I did so I'm I'm just super happy that I can stream the Star Wars movies whenever I want to now that's pretty cool um lots of people have been asking about the the Mandalorian Star Wars is, uh first live action series about the Mandalorian race. Um overall uh first impressions of the Mandalorian um it's good. I think, uh, you know, considering that this this is the first like live action TV series that has been done in the Star Wars, you know, universe, it's really good. It looks like the Star Wars universe that we've come to know and love, uh, you know, for the past 40 years. I also think it's interesting that they started off uh, you know, with the Mandalorian considering that, you know, Mandalorians unless you're really into the Star Wars lore you know, people don't really know what Mandalorians are uh, obviously, you know us hardcore Star Wars fans know that, it, you know their race of bounty hunters and that, that's where uh, Boba and, you know, Jango Fett are initially descended from but not a lot of, uh, you know, I guess normie people know that um so you know the mandalorian i think is pretty good it it uh it takes place um right after the events of uh return of the jedi so in between return of the jedi and um you know the force awakens um and it's about mandalorian bounty hunter it kind of has like a a wild west uh you know, meets space opera um, vibe, which is ironic because uh, George Lucas, in an interview that I once watched in a documentary on, on Star Wars, on the making of Star Wars, once said that that was like his entire, you know, plan for Star Wars. Initially it was like the Wild West meets space opera, you know, and then Star Wars became its own thing. And so now I guess The Mandalorian, in in a very interesting way, is kind of literally going to the Wild West, you know, meets space opera. So that's very interesting. Um, Episodes are being released weekly, which I talked about that a bit um, last week when I did the battle, when I did the Streaming Wars uh, episode. Uh, Lots of streaming services like Disney Plus and like uh, Apple TV Plus are, uh, starting to do that now, where, uh, where they release, uh, episodes of shows weekly instead of entire, you know, seasons to binge, uh, you know, right, Netflix kind of set the precedent for, you know, binge-watching entire seasons, you know, for, of shows, you know, in one weekend if you wanted to. Uh, but now we're kind of going back to the weekly release schedule, uh, you know, for some of these shows, and it's a bummer if you really like to binge watch things, but I don't know, I actually kind of like being able to, uh, you know, digest different, um, series, um, so, that's certainly something to keep in mind, um, you know, as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, having you know the entire Pixar library, uh, like I said, my mom seems to be you know more of the the Pixar fan. Not that I don't like not that I don't like Pixar, but you know it's it's kind it's kind of like uh, you know for her it's nostalgia nostalgia because you know when I was a little itty-bitty thing, you know, she took me to see all the Pixar movies when I was a kid, and so she likes those, and then, of course, we have the main Disney, you know, library, which is pretty cool, too. So, uh, overall, what are my first impressions of the, uh, you know, Disney Plus service? Very, uh, very strong. Definitely worth the seven-day free trial. Um... I'm signed up annually, so that's $70 a year. So, again, really good value for everything you get. Uh, Oh, plus, I haven't checked this out, but The Simpsons are streaming on Disney+, Plus because they now own Fox. And so now I'm wondering if, like, uh, you know, House and 24 and some of the more, you know, like, drama-based Fox series are going to be on there eventually as well. You know, The X-Files, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but it would certainly be, be, uh, interesting. Um, now, I guess that there's also a deal that you, uh, have where you can, uh, bundle, I guess, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, uh, you know, as, like, a, as, like, a package deal, um, and to be honest i mean if you want to do that i guess that's cool but i've i've never really liked uh, hulu all that much as far as like their user interface their user interface when i used it was horrible like 5 years ago and uh, i hear mixed i hear i hear mixed things about hulu and then uh not to get into politics, but ESPN is just so far left, and they've basically like politicized sports so much that uh, I I can't put that aside um, now, just because it's so over. Over, you know, Disney and the entertainment. I mean, yeah, that you know, Hollywood is pretty far left, and you know, some of their thing, but but Disney actually has managed to, I guess, stay partially neutral on some of that. So, I can overlook, you know, a lot of that. But, ESPN, I certainly can't. And, then, Hulu. Hulu is just weird. So, uh, I'm not doing the package deal. I'm only doing Disney+. Plus, But, it's still a good deal. And, if you want to bundle the three uh, packages, I guess you can. So, uh, overall, that's my uh, initial impressions of Disney+. Plus. And, uh Yeah. I'm very excited to see what the future uh, holds, and uh, to see how the service expands and grows. You know, over the next year plus, and as I said, I'll be keeping an eye on that on this podcast, and uh, you know, letting letting you know what I think. And who knows? Maybe uh, you know, Jason and Tay and I. Or maybe Jason and Matt Dallas and I, or maybe Matt Dallas and I, will do a, a roundtable at some point uh, in 2020, kind of comparing what we like and dislike about Disney Plus, and you know keep an eye on that. So uh, anyway, folks, I know it's you know a shorter podcast. We're at 35 minutes, but uh, anyway, those were really all of the notes that I had on uh, Disney Plus. So. Uh, that'll do it for this week's uh, Thursday podcast I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining me uh, a couple quick announcements uh, I'm finishing up the uh, survey so I will try and launch that this weekend uh, you know for the for those of you who uh, want to uh, fill a brief survey on the Whitfield report podcast I would really appreciate that and uh, you know again just stay up to date with my social media feed uh to keep an eye out for when that's coming um also i'll be live streaming the show on saturday at 10 p.m as usual on my youtube channel and uh, i'll have some more announcements about youtube uh on the saturday stream as well merch store is coming i'll work on that this week in a bit um Alright, as far as uh, social media goes, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Simmodeeper underscore NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report, hashtag Sam Savages. Uh, Gab and Minds at Sam Whitfield. Uh, TheSamWhitfield.com is the website. Facebook.com forward slash The Whitfield Report is where you can uh, follow me on Facebook. And please, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give this podcast a uh, five star review. And if you would like to financially support the podcast, you can do so either by going to Anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report for monthly, uh, you know, support or for one time donations, uh, PayPal.me forward slash Whitfield Pod. And, uh, folks, that'll do it, uh, for the Whitfield Report for this week, uh, for the Thursday show. Uh, I will be back on Saturday for the live stream. Um, until then, folks, uh, God bless, God save this great nation, God free and democracy in that order, and, uh, I want to thank you all for tuning into the program. Play us at Wolfgang, and, uh, thanks for listening to the program, folks, and God bless.